Diamond Radio. Here I got V. V, how you been, man? I'm good, man. Good, man. Excited to be on your show, man. Looking forward to uh, talking to you and telling you guys what I'm about. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm going to just dive into it. Uh, you, and, you and I both, we advocate for individuals with disabilities. Um, we both work with, um, you know, individuals that, that mostly the population of autism. Uh, the question is, how did you get into that? Uh, my, my story of getting into autism was, was real simple. I was at work one day um, and I overheard a conversation with two coworkers uh, and they were talking about their kids and they were talking about them having autism and going to therapy and things of that nature. And I just kind of walked up to the conversation and just kind of asked them what they were talking about. And they started explaining everything to me. And um, from that point, I was just intrigued by the struggles, first of all, that they were going through with their kids and um, just dealing with the public in general. Um, and that's pretty much how I uh, started because that conversation uh, is pretty much how I got into it. It was that, that led up to everything that I'm doing now, just that conversation I had with them. It's, it's incredible how that happens, you know, just like walking by or observing something or reading something just inspires to be involved in such something that's so like, amazing you know um that's incredible um well okay is, is there any any stories you'd like to share um any you know anything that that would kind of uh help because i know a lot of people still don't understand it surprisingly it's 2020 and, and they still don't understand how disabilities work but i mean is there anything you'd like to share for them to kind of get an idea an idea well you know f i mean i've been doing this advocacy for three years and, um, you know, everybody has their own opinion. The different the parents have their own opinion as to um, how the child developed autism. Uh, they have their own opinion as far as the awareness they want from it or whether or not they do want it. Uh, so autism is 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 different for every child. Uh, it's a disability that uh, ranges from, you know, being nonverbal. Uh, to uh, having, you know, some of them have, you know, extreme deformities or, you know, it's, everyone's different when it comes to autism. They're all different. Some of them are extremely smart. There's high functioning. Some of them are good at drawing. Some of them are, are good at singing. I mean, it's just the, the, the spectrum is huge, basically. So you got a, a wide variety of people that uh, are on this spectrum that all suffer from different things when it comes to uh, things such as sensory issues, whether it be sound or, or lighting or touch. Uh, it goes, the list goes on and on as far as uh, people on the autism spectrum. Yeah, is there any, I mean, in your perspective, is there any advice you could give, um, I mean, just our listeners, um, uh, just so you understand, um, 80% of our listeners are individuals with disabilities. Right. Um, they're, I mean, you know, you, you, you've, you've seen what I do. So, right. um, and, 
you know, they, they listen because I have guests that are on the spectrum or disabled, you know, in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, my crew, you know, they're graduates of the program I, I teach at. And, uh, you know, so, um, um, is there, let me rephrase the question. Sorry. I kind of, I kind of remembered something okay. about no, that's fine. Uh, the graduation. <laughs> um, is there, uh, is there anything, anything you'd like to say to them so that they know that you're, you know, you're, you're advocating for them as well, you know, cause, cause I have guests come on here and they, they, they always, uh, they say that, you know, they, they're involved, but, you know, we forget that they listen as well. So is there anything you want to let them know? I see. Well, one thing uh, for sure is that um, a lot of people, they, they don't realize that I don't have a child on the spectrum. Um, I had no involvement with disabilities uh, before this. I've always been the type of person that just liked to help people in general. So when this opportunity came along and I saw an opportunity to where I could use my talent to possibly make a difference when it comes to spreading awareness about autism, I jumped on it. Um, and this is something that a lot of people don't understand because they, they genuinely believe that I have some type of association with someone with autism. They don't understand mm-hmm. that this passion that I've developed uh, is because I just developed a passion for helping an, uh, uh, a group of people that I felt needed that 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 awareness. And uh, and that came from interviewing eight families. I interviewed eight families because I didn't know anything about autism. So after interviewing eight families, uh, learning their their struggles and. Uh, the problems that they dealt with in, in society and how people judge them and things of that nature. Um, it just kind of gave me, um, I guess, the inspiration to, to use my talent to make a difference. And, um, you know, I'm not looking for anything in this. Um, of course, I raised $50,000 for the Autism Society of America, uh, 25000 for my local branch here in San Diego. Um, 3000 for Autism Speaks. Um, um, and that doesn't include all of the um, personal things that I do on my personal page for all of the autism parents that follow me on my page. I have like contests where I give away anywhere from 300 to $600 for answering a simple question or the first person that posts a picture of their, of their child with autism. Just things like that is what I do mm-hmm. to help people because I know from what I've learned is that uh, a lot of the uh, parents are single uh, single moms with the children. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just something that I noticed on my Facebook account. And I know that the struggle is there for them. So, you know, that $100 that I give away, uh, it makes a big difference in their lives. Um, I know that there's been times where they've taken that money and bought groceries and, you know, they let me know. So this is the, these are the things that I do. Um, and it's it's not because I'm trying to gain anything out of it. I'm not looking for fame. Um, one thing about fame is that I had to finally accept that I was pretty well known because I was in denial for a long time. You know, people would say, you know, you're famous. And I would always say, I'm, I'm a bus driver. I just happen to be known. 
that's the way I used to explain mm -hmm. it to people. So I'm not yeah. looking for the fame, but eventually I had to accept the fact that a lot of people knew me. And when they started recognizing me uh, for the good that I do, um, I had to accept that. So but it's not what I'm looking for. And as far as fortune, that's definitely not because um, I had a I won a, a lawsuit um, uh, back in 2017. Um, and I spent $25,000 of that money, which was my money, to continue spreading awareness for people that are on the spectrum and the parents. I did this on my own. Mm -hmm. No one asked me to do it. I just saw that the song had resonated with so many people. I didn't want to stop. I, just, I didn't want to just want to release a song and then just stop promoting a song and stop promoting awareness in general. So I took $25,000 of that money and I continue to spread awareness in different ways. And I'm a very creative individual. So that's what I did. So yeah. when it comes to the money, uh, that's my own personal money. But when it comes to making money, I have a regular job and I'm also a product developer. And my intent is to eventually have my own nonprofit organization and have monies from my business that actually is put towards this nonprofit organization as a product developer. That's pretty much my goal. A lot of people don't, you know, don't see that, you know, because it's not advertised. You know what I mean? Right. And 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 a lot of individuals, they just don't. Um, that's why I'm happy that you're saying all this. And, you know, just for our listeners, we're going to get into because they're like, what do you mean? What song? What, what 50? That that's part of my giant list of questions okay. I have for V. Okay, got it. <laughs> you know, um, he, um, these are the things that individuals do that just it never gets discussed or it's not even covered. And you know what? The way I look at it, it doesn't matter right. because. The, it, you know, uh, people are getting the help they need and the hero, they know who the hero is, you know, and and a lot of people they do. I've You know, I've seen that they do this for the fame for like, oh, I did something good. But, you know, like like, be, you know, individuals like yourself, you're just doing it because you love doing it. And that's that's incredible. That's right. You know, it's inspi It's inspiring, you know, and I hope it inspires the audience. Um, so with that being said. <clears throat> Before we get into the whole music thing, because I mean we're both musicians right, here. Okay. How did you come up with your name? Versatile actually was a group, believe it or not. Uh, when I say a group, like you, only, you were in a group, or I'm sorry, you were in a group, or like it a, was. There was only two you, of us. There was only two oh, okay, of us. Okay. okay. So that's when I say a group. <laughs> there was two of us, and uh, that I came up with the name Versatile because I could, I could, I'm not, I don't consider myself an all-out singer. But I'm pretty good at doing catchy hooks. That's what I'm good at doing. So in the majority okay. of my songs, I sing all of my hooks in my songs. And um, when it comes to the, term, the, the, the name versatile, it's not spelled the traditional way. But since I could sing, he could sing, he could rap, I could rap, and he could also do reggae. So that's why Whoa, I came nice. up with the name Versatile is <laughs> because it's just a variety of music that we could do. And so I came up with Versatile. But coincidentally, uh, what happened was after teaming up with him and starting to make music, I eventually found out that he was affiliated with gangs. And I had no wow. idea. I had no idea that he was affiliated. He had left and into, uh, the, the, the gang life up in San Jose. He had relatives that was in it that actually featured on my song. And all of this stuff I didn't find out till, till one day he tried to implement this into the music we was making. 
Really? Yes. He oh, tried yeah. to implement it into the music we were making. And at that point, I said, no, I have a family. I can't put them in jeopardy like this. Uh, so we had a conversation, spoke with uh, his because he had a, a, a manager that worked with him. And we sat down and we talked and I just told him, you know, um, I'm going to move on and I'm going to keep the name Versatile uh, for myself mm -hmm. since I made it up. And I said, and you can move on as a solo artist as well. Uh, we can still remain friends, but it's just a lifestyle that I don't want to promote. Uh, so therefore, we're just going to have to go our own way. So that's how Versatile came along. Wow, that's a story. And you've never changed it. That's it's been from from versatile to the from the gecko, that's what it's been till now. Yes, I've never mm -hmm. changed the name. I stuck with it uh -huh. ever since we started it way back in. I think it was 2002. 2002 is when I originally started making the album. <clears throat> awesome. All right, so um, you know, there's different genres. There's hip hop, there's trap, there's, there's, I mean, you know, rap, there's old school and, and, and all the new stuff too, you know, uh, like mumble rap and stuff. Um, what genre do you consider yourself and what genre do you like listening to the most? Um, well, I consider myself to be more of just a rapper. I don't consider myself a lyricist. And I admit to that. And I tell people, I'm not a lyricist. Uh, really? I'm really good at putting rhymes together <laughs> when it comes to telling a story. I'm very good at doing that. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm a rapper, and I consider myself somewhat of an R&B singer. So, oh. yeah. So I'm kind of balanced between the both of them, and I kind of dib and dab. I did release a slow song. My first slow song I released, I think it was last year, I released a slow song. Uh, and, it, and the title of the song is Can We Go Out Tonight? It was the name of the song. And I had always wanted to do a slow song just to kind of see how I would sound. And, and people actually liked it. I put it on Facebook and, you know, they were surprised. A lot of people were surprised. Like, wow, that's you? I was like, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> me, man. I'm not an all-out singer, but, hey, I've always wanted to do a slow song, so I did it, you know, because it just pr cool. proves that versatility. You know what I mean? And that, I mean, my name's Versatile. So right. it proves the versatility right, right. when I can release a, a slow song, a rap song, R&B, you know, combination of all, you know? So, and when it comes to the type of music that I listen to, I think one thing that surprises people is that, first of all, I'm a very non-judgmental person. Um, and, you know, that's what I promote in the song Born This Way, uh, to, for people not to judge others. Because I've always believed that, you know, you can't really judge a person unless you've walked in their shoes. I mean, if you haven't walked in their shoes, I mean, how are you going to judge them? You don't know what they've been through. You don't know what caused them to be the way they are. So I don't That's I don't right. judge people, whether they are racist, uh, whether they uh, uh, don't like women because of whatever reason. I don't judge them based on that because you don't know what they've been through and how they've been raised. Right. So uh, one thing people are surprised about is the fact that I listen to music that has profane language in it, but I personally don't use profane language in my life. I don't use, oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't okay. use profanity. So when you listen to my music, if you go to my website and listen to my music, there's no profanity in any of my music at all. And it's just something that I don't do. I don't have anything against people that, you know, choose to use it. Um, 
it, and it's interesting because at my job, a lot of people know I don't use profane language, but they have that respect for me to where if they slip up and use it, they'll say, oh, I'm sorry, B. They'll apologize to me. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. dude, you don't have to apologize. I say it all the time, but I don't know. It's a certain respect they have for me. I don't know what it is, but they do. Uh, they, and That's and cool. I'm just That's different cool. from a lot of people that they know. But I listen to a lot of mu music with, with profanity in it. Um, and when I say not to judge people, um, I don't judge them because you don't know what life they've lived. So um, my mom, I grew up in a household. My mom used profanity in the household, mm. but I decided yeah. as an adult that I wasn't going to use it in front of my kids. It was just the decision that I made, you know, so. It's a good decision, uh, everybody. Listen uh, to him. I'm sorry. <laughs> I said, it's a good decision, everybody. Listen to what he's saying. He's a good man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and people look at me like that, but my kids, they both use profanity now. <laughs> both of them. <laughs> but both of them use it, but they won't use it around me, you see? But they do use it. Yeah. And when they do slip up, they say, oh, Dad, I'm sorry. You know, they apologize for it, you know, if they slip up. But, you know, it's just a respect. I've always felt like in the household that, you know, if the if the wife and the husband if they don't use profanity then it kind of decreases the escalation of that argument because when you start using profanity it escalates the argument to another level especially when the b and the a name is used you know it takes it to a mm -hmm. whole different level so it's something mm -hmm. that never happened in my household because we didn't use that type of language in my household you know so yeah. i don't judge people because of the music that they produce but I'm more attracted to the beat. I'm a beat guy. So the sound is what I'm attracted to. Uh, sometimes I don't even listen to the words in the song. I, it's just the music itself is what attracts me. I hear you. But I think that's what's yeah. surprising to a lot of people about me when it comes to the type of music that I listen to. But I also listen to, um, I listen to uh, some alternative rock. I listen to... Uh, of course, slow jams. I listen to the techno. I mean, I listen to a variety of music, you know, so I'm I'm not just a, a, a one genre type of person, but mainly, yes, hip hop is is my love. Hip hop and R&B. That's my love. But I, I do listen to other genres of music. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny you say that. You know, sometimes I don't even listen to what they're saying. You just listen to the beat because I'll... I'll <laughs> You know, I, I don't know, as a musician, um, I listen to music, and even if it's noise, I'll hear, I, I call it the sick feeling. I, I like things that make me feel emotions, you know? Right. And I'll be listening to sometimes the most horrific metal garbage, and I'm not listening to the to the voice, because I hear it, you know, right. it's like, I don't really care. But I'm hearing to the, the melody and the way the, the instruments are playing, and... And then, and, and it's the same thing. Like when you said, I like, I listen to the beat. I'm like, oh my God, dude, it's the same. It's <laughs> awesome. Same concept. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. And I do that with a lot of songs, you know, a lot of different genres. Like a lot of people are surprised. I listen to bluegrass, you know, and I like Tom Waits. I am a huge Tom Waits fan. And they're like, what? Right. I mean, you look like this biker melody. <laughs> right. It's like, dude, I don't know. Good music is good music. Right. You know? <laughs> um, what are your influence? Like your major influences? Uh, when when you say that, are you, are you referring to artists or are you talking about just people in general? Or what, what do you mean when you say my influences? 
Well, uh, we're we're talking about with with your with your art, but whoever I mean, if it's an individual, if it's a community, if it's an artist, oh. what are your major influences in your uh, creative outlet? Well, um, I first of all, I'm a very creative individual. Um, it's just something that uh, I'm, I naturally have creativity. Um, and most people are surprised, like when they find out about the patents that I filed and ideals that I've come up with and things that they see, uh, they're pretty amazed. Like, wow, you came up with that? Uh, but I've always been a very creative person. Uh, so um, music is just another creative aspect of me. And when when I look at artists, you know, I'm an old school type guy. So um, when I got into rap, like a lot of people ask me, how'd you get into rap? What influenced you to like do it? And I said, well, believe it or not, when I when I was 11 years old, I, I, my mom sent me to Tennessee to live with my dad. <clears throat> and when I got there, I had two brothers, which they weren't my real brothers, but my dad was uh, married to someone else. And uh, they were, you know, uh, well, he were, they weren't married, but I considered them my brothers, you know. So uh, what happened yeah. is they they created what we called high school fraternities. So in Tennessee, we had high school fraternities. So we were Beta Phi Sigma, and our big brothers were Phi Beta Sigma, which is at the colleges. Those were our big wow. brothers, and we were we were considered little brothers. So my yeah. creativity started then, <coughs> and um, I really was influenced by uh, step shows and Greek shows. That's what influenced really? me. And it's interesting. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know, because people are like, how did you get started in it? And I, that's how it started. Because my my brothers was the one that's like, hey, man, you should get into this. We're starting a, a fraternity. It's called Beta Phi Sigma. Our big brothers are Phi Beta Sigma at Lane College. And we're going to be doing step shows. So when I got into it, they saw how creative I was when it comes to making up the steps for the Greek shows. So I became wow. the step coordinator for the Greek shows. And I was only what fourteen at the time, and I was Damn. I was creative to the point to where they were actually looking at me to make up all of the dance steps for these Greek shows, and we uh, were very popular. The Big Brothers loved us. They even took some of our ideas, well, some of my ideas, and incorporated into some of their shows. You know, so I was influenced by fraternities. That's how I was originally influenced. Now. <clears throat> In Greek shows, wow. back then, we would rap during the steps. So that was our beat. That was our, 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 our music, was our feet and our hand. But we would actually rap while we were doing it. So that's how I started rapping. I had to learn how to rap because we were doing these shows. So that influenced me. My big brother influenced me. He was the one that kind of influenced me to start it. you know. And that's where it all started. And it just kind of... Over the years, it, it it grew from there. And I think when I got to California, the only thing that really launched my career in California was in 1993 mm -hmm. when I actually did, you know, that's when we had voicemail answering machines back then. And I left the voicemail answering machine where I wrapped the message. And when I wrapped the message, uh, a a random female called the number by accident and she left the message saying, wow, that's a good, 
she was really excited about the message that I had come up with. And my, my, my neighbor upstairs was a producer and he produced music. And that's how I actually got back into rap after leaving Tennessee back in 1986. I got back into rap back in 1992 and started rapping again. So there was a long wow. stretch. <laughs> wow. Wow. Damn. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, fraternities, that's 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 a hell of a story. <laughs> that's how I started. Wow. That, that was my that's, influence that's, right there. That, that is amazing. Wow. That's a hell of a story. Jeez. Um, woo. All right. Um, all right. So, okay. I, okay. Who, who's, uh, who's your, okay. Who's your, um, when it comes to, to flowing, like who, is there anybody that you are inspired to? Well, you know, um, I'm, I'm old school. So of course, originally back in Tennessee, I started listening to Ron DMC, the Beastie Boys, mm-hmm. Kumo D, Houdini, you know what I'm saying? The Fat Boys, all of those guys really kind of inspired me to to learn how to rap and, you know, back then. But when it comes to <coughs> California, I'm a Southern boy. I'm from Tennessee. So when I got out here, first of all, when I got here, back in Tennessee, we didn't believe in the movie Colors. I don't know if you remember the movie Colors. Movie Colors was yeah, about yeah, all the gangs and stuff out in L.A., mm-hmm. We thought it was a, it's a joke. good song too. To us, we was like, that stuff's not real. We didn't think it was real. We thought it was all just an act until I came to California. And when I came to California, that's when I was living over on 61st Street and Skyline. And I was like, man, this stuff is real because it was, you know, the bloods killing people over there and stuff. And um, it just kind of it took me to a whole nother level with the understanding of it. But what the point I'm getting to is West Coast rap is what inspired me. And one of the artists that really I just love to this day is Daz Dillinger. Daz, oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah, Daz Dillinger of, of the Dog Pound uh, was one of my favorite rappers. I like his flow. It's just something about the way he raps that I feel is unique and that no one has ever duplicated, in my opinion. And... Um, I had an opportunity because one of my best friends is Domino. Uh, and I don't know if you remember Domino. He was way back in the day. He came out. All of them came out together. Snoop Dogg, Domino. I think Domino told me that he was the one that introduced Snoop to Dog Pound. That's what he said. He's the one that mm-hmm. introduced them. And then Dog Pound, of course, with Daz Dillinger and Corrupt. So um, Daz Dillinger has always been somebody that I looked up to as far as a rapper. And, and one day uh, they came to town. Uh, 4th and B. They was performing at 4th and B. So Domino hit me up and he was like, yo, man, I'm coming to town. Dog Pound's coming. You know, they performing. He said, I'm just, I just want to go to show support. Snoop wasn't coming, but he was like, okay. I was like, okay, I'll come. So I can't, I went down and, uh, you know, Domino got, he started drinking a little bit. <laughs> this is a, this is a funny <laughs> story to me. He started drinking a little bit. So Dog Pound is up on stage and they're performing. And uh, Domino walks over to the gate, over to the door to go in the back of the stage so he can walk up on stage. And there's this big bodyguard there. And, you know, Domino is a celebrity. So he he looks mm. at him and he goes, uh, yo, man, I want to come up on stage. And then the bodyguard <laughs> said, well, no, nah, they told me not to let nobody in, you know, because they was up on stage performing. And Domino said, come on, man, let me in. You Don't you know who I am? 
And he's like, I, I can't let you in, D. I'm sorry, I can't let you in. <laughs> so Domino, <laughs> he walks over to the side of the stage and he climbs up on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> and he Are he serious? And he walks <laughs> in front of Daz Dillinger and corrupt. And he's dancing back and forth across the <laughs> stage. And I'm standing on the side like, are you kidding me? But see, you know, Dog Pound, they know who Domino is. They know him. And he's got a lot of respect in the hood. So they ain't say yeah. nothing to him. I thought they was going to get mad. But they didn't say nothing to him. He was dancing across the stage. So then he comes over to the side and he goes, come on, V. And he had, he put out his hand. And he said, come on, V, come up on stage. And I said, no, D. I said, I can't do that, man. I said, they don't know me. I said, I can't do that. I said, I can't get up on stage like that, man. And he was just like, okay. And he just walked back and, you know, started uh. doing his thing. But I never got to meet Daz. Uh, but, you know, I, I was right there on the side of the stage, but I never actually, actually got to meet him. So he don't really know how I feel about him as an artist. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it was <laughs> That's the <a> story. <laughs> <laughs> it was a funny story. I was waiting, I for, I was waiting for you to be I like. I can't believe he did that, Because <laughs> if I was a performer, I would have been mad. Like, dude, what you doing, man? I'm performing right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I mean, he was literally just back and forth across the stage, just dancing. So yeah, it was funny. wow, funny story. Wow, what a story! I was waiting for you to tell me, like, yeah, I jumped on stage and started oh, like, dancing. No. I was like, <laughs> no man, they get all you crazy. <laughs> well, what's, what's interesting is that night. I'm gonna tell you what I remember. What I remember is that I was wearing all white, and I had a red hat on, and I had some shoes that were white and red. Which kind of makes me look like a blood, right? I don't gang bang, oh, but it kind of makes me yeah. look like a blood. And I know that Daz yeah. Dillinger and Corrupt, they're Crips. So I'm thinking if I get up on the stage and they think I'm a blood, they don't know me. <laughs> yeah. Then we might be fighting up on stage. You know what I mean? So, so that's <laughs> they think it's part thinking, of the like, show. There's no way I'm getting up there. They don't know me. <laughs> I look like a blood right uh, now, too. Uh uh. It's not going to happen. Uh, so, yeah. No, I didn't Damn. do that, bro. I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's a story. Yeah. Damn. Funny story. I got um, I got several funny stories and experiences. Man, you should write a book. Uh people have Seriously. told me that because I do have a lot of stories. I have a lot of stories. I have a lot of uh amazing synchronicities in my life that happened that people are completely amazed by. Um, you know, uh, just, I have an interesting life. A lot of people don't know a lot of things about me, but I have an interesting life, especially when people are around me. Um, mm -hmm. and it sounds kind of weird, but I, sometimes I even warn people when they start hanging around me, I tell them, Hey, you mm -hmm. may notice some strange things start happening. Uh, but you know, I'm just letting you know ahead of time <laughs> that some strange <laughs> coincidences and synchronicities may happen that are amazing. Uh, and sometimes they just kind of blow me off until things start happening. So I have a very <laughs> interesting life, uh, and I don't know how to explain it. It's just very odd. Uh, but I'm a good person just, overall. Just say good, very just, good person. Just just be like, roll with it. That's it. That's it. You're going to see some stuff and just roll with it. <laughs> That's what I do. That's exactly what I do. <laughs> All right. So um, the next question I wanted to ask you, if you have a record label, and then, um, and, then and, and if you do... 
do you write your own beats? Okay, so or do you write your own beats anyway? Okay, so I started my record label back in two in uh, 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 two thousand three. Is when I launched my record label back in two thousand. What's it called? Uh, but you know, of course, I never brought what, what's, any what's artists the, to my label. What's it called? I'm sorry. What's the label called? V Record Label. V Record. Yeah, okay, V yeah. Record Label. So it's just the V. It's not V E E. It's just the V. So V record labels, like if you look on, uh, there's a game uh, on Xbox, Xbox, and uh, of course um, Xbox and uh, PlayStation, uh, NBA 2K5. If you look on the uh, uh, in the pamphlet in that game, it'll have a soundtrack song that I did, um, and and they cool. they call the song um, "This Game's High." They actually renamed my song because my song was called "My Game Is High." But they renamed it to This Game is Hot. Uh, and uh, it's one of the soundtrack songs. And it's got V Record Label. It's got my name. It says courtesy of, you know, Versatile uh, V Record Label. It'll say it in there. Uh, it, why did they rename it? That's that's odd. What's that? Why, why did they rename it? That's just odd. Okay, so, yeah, you, you asked me about that. So I'm just going to give you the rundown on what happened real quick, <laughs> which is, which, you uh, know, it upsets it. a lot of people when they hear the story. Uh, and basically the story is this. The guy that contacted me was an independent uh, contractor working for ESPN. Mm-hmm. And when he contacted me, he wanted me to produce a song for this game. NBA 2K5 that was being launched in 2005. He contacted me in 2004 because uh, he had heard about me. He had heard about me and my music that I was doing. Uh, he reached out to me. Uh, I won't call. I won't say his name uh, because what he did to me was pretty pretty bad. But uh, what he did was um, yeah. he reached out to me, asked me to do a song. So I did a song, wrote a song, and performed it. And in the in the chorus. Uh, he's got probably about five words that he say in the chorus. Um, mm-hmm. And and I pretty much wrote all of the raps in the song, all three verses. And what he did to me was he sent me a contract. And um, Domino, whom I told you, uh, was out of Long Beach. Um, you know, of course, he's down with Snoop and all of them. I, I hit him up and I say, hey, man, I said, uh, I got this opportunity to feature on this game. And I said, so... He sent me the contract. And back then, we was faxing everything. So he was like, uh, well, fax it to me. So I was like, okay, I'm going to fax it to you. So I faxed it to him. And he called me back. And he was like, no, V, don't sign this. And I was like, okay. And he was like, yeah, man. He says, they're not talking about giving you nothing, no residual nothing. He said, they're just talking about paying you out $500. And then you're not getting anything from it. He said, so I wouldn't sign it. He said, so I'm going to make some changes to the contract. And I was like, okay, cool. So what he did was he blacked out some stuff and he wrote some stuff in because he's good at that, you know, because he's he's yeah. a celebrity and he done been through all of that. He's done been through the game and he done, you know, when he released Ghetto Jam and Sweet Potato Pie and all of those songs that 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 were huge, he lost a lot of money because you know of the contract. So right, he knew right. what to do and what not to do, you know. So yeah. he made the changes, faxed it back to me. I faxed it to the guy and said, "This is what I was signed." He called me up and said, oh, okay, cool, man. It's cool, man. It's all you have to do, V. It's just, you know, make the change. It's no problem. You know, we'll take care of it. And I was like, okay, cool. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, I know it's coming. Uh, you you uh, got to trip out on this. Uh, uh, 
So I never heard anything from this guy again. Never heard from him again. I never signed the contract. I was in San Carlos. You know where San Carlos is? Out there by La Mesa? I was at the Blockbuster that used to be out there, over by that McDonald's out there, I remember. And back then I had a Hummer. I had the H2 Hummer. I had a big orange mm -hmm. H2 Hummer, and it had V, a big V on the back of it. So a lot of people knew me. They knew me because mm -hmm. of my Hummer. So I was in that Blockbuster. And when I came outside, there were some kids outside. And they said, V, versatile. And I was like, hey, what's up? And he was like, oh, man, that song is cool, man. I like that song. I said, which one is that? They said that, that this, this game is hot on the game. And I said, the game? <laughs> uh. And he goes, they go, yeah, the song that you put on the game? And I go, uh, yeah, I remember that song. But I'm thinking to myself, I never signed a contract. So how is it on the game? Because I thought that. They didn't do it, you know? So I go, yeah. I go back into Blockbuster <laughs> and I buy the game because I'm right there. So I go back in yeah. and I don't know if I rented it or bought it, but I just remember getting the game. Mm. And I took the game home and put it in my son's uh, Nintendo. Uh, I think it was PlayStation or Nintendo, one of them. No, PlayStation. And there, behold, I look into the, to the, they got a, um, they had, they call it a, uh, I forget what they call it, um, but they have a list of all of the songs that you could play while you're playing the game. And I, oh, to select the music? Yeah. And I see yeah. my, my <laughs> CD cover in the game. And I'm like, are you kidding me? They actually put my game, my song on this game without a signature. Right? Wow. That's what I'm thinking. Like, So, uh, immediately, um, I call up Domino and I tell him what happened and he says, man, you know, you could sue them for that. They can't, they can't just do that, you know? But, what, it, what happened is some time had passed before I even found out about it. Some time had passed, right? And on mm -hmm. the cover, when they released another one, it said over a million copies sold. That's what they had. They had I mean, the game was so good, it had it on the cover. Over a million copies yeah. sold, right? Wow. So I'm like, okay, let me just check on it. So I checked with a lawyer. The first lawyer didn't even believe me because, um, you know, I was kind of a nobody. I wasn't like this big-time rapper. So he didn't believe me. And uh, I could tell he didn't believe me. Because he said, I remember him making a statement like, you know, I just can't really see ESPN doing that, you know, and he didn't believe me. So then I got another lawyer and, you know, because I didn't have like a ton of money back then. But, you know, um, and, you know, I didn't want to spend a lot of money on a lawyer, you know. So what happened is yeah. I, I got another lawyer because I'm thinking, you know, they can do uh, where they 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 work the case for free. And then, you know, when the settlement comes in, they take their, their percentage. Yeah. Talk to another lawyer. He actually listened to me, made a phone call to ESPN. <clears throat> I hadn't technically retained him yet, but I think he wanted to confirm that my story was true. Right, right. <laughs> so, <clears throat> excuse me. He he made a he contacted contacted ESPN. It took him a while for them to get back to him. 
And they finally told him that, yes, they have a contract on file with my signature on it. Are you kidding me? Kidding. Are you kidding me? So he called me back and he told me what they said. And I said, and I started thinking. And I remember when I went to his house, he asked me for my driver's license so that he can make a copy of my driver's license. I thought it was kind of odd, but I had never done anything yeah. for a big organization like that before. So I didn't think any, I did think it was odd, like, but he was just saying he needed for, for ESPN. He told me that. So I was like, okay. Right. So I remember, I specifically remember him making a copy in his, in his uh, studio. He made a copy. So when the, when he, when the lawyer said that to me, I said to him, I said, but it's forged. I said, I never signed it. And now he started being skeptical, but he was like, you know what? Well, he got a signature. He says, I, I just don't see how they would do that. He, he started being skeptical, right? So right. then I told him, I said, he took a copy of my driver's license. So he may have forged my signature based on the driver's right. license. Right. So he started saying, well, that might be hard to fight. And he said, you can you can do the signature verification, I guess, from a specialist or whatever. So what he did was um, uh, he checked into it a little bit more. And then he looked at it. He said, well, the statute of limitation has run out on where you could have gotten the majority of the money because they sold over a million copies. He said the statute yeah. of limitation had run out. He right. says, I could still pursue the case. He says, but you're probably going to break even after paying me that's what he said to me that makes sense he said you're probably yeah. gonna break even after paying me he says so i wouldn't do it if i were you uh he says but that's up to you and at that point i decided i wasn't gonna do it and i just i never pursued it again but um coincidentally about two weeks ago i googled uh -huh. i googled my name because i do it every once in a while i google my name just to see what pops up and right, right. it popped up, that game popped up, but you know what he did? He went in and digitally changed all of the credits that was given to me. So the title of the song now, when you Google it, it has his name as if he's the artist in the song. I kid you not, you can do it right now and you'll see it. But I actually have oh the pamphlet God. from the game where it states on there, courtesy of Versatile of V Record Label. Dude, you know I, I <laughs> it, it sucks. I, I gotta watch what I say because I'm I'm part of the music industry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but but you know I know how how cutthroat it is. Yes. And that is dirty. Yes, he did you dirty, and 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 he went back and changed it. Yes, oh. he went in and digitally changed everything because years ago. <laughs> when you would punch it in, my stuff it would pop it would pop up as versatile. Right. But he went in and digitally changed everything. I I looked it up two weeks ago, and I was shocked. And then I said to myself, I said, man, I wonder if there's anything I could do now because now, uh, what is it called? Well, some one of my one of my fans Perjury. said plagiarism because it's like he's or taking plagiarism. credit for my writing. You know. What well, do you have song. any? Do you have any like uh, original recordings? Did you copyright it, or do you have the master sound? Anything? No, it's just you know you got it. that was in two thousand five. So I mean, oh, I, I probably yeah. got something like on disc, 
that I have, um, you know, but um, I'm, I you considered, can... I actually called my lawyer, the one I told you where I won the lawsuit mm -hmm. and I put $25,000 towards, you know, autism uh, awareness. Yeah. I actually left them a message. Now that we're talking, I just thought about it. I left them a message like about a week and a half ago and they never called me back. <laughs> so I don't know what's <laughs> going on over there, but I called them because I'm curious as to whether or not I now have a lawsuit based on the fact that now he's taking credit even after he forged my signature on this contract. Now he's taking credit for the entire song. And you know, I remember about um, some years ago, I didn't understand why, but a fan had made a comment on, on the YouTube video of the song. And that comment mm -hmm. was, how can he take credit for your song? Ooh. And at that time, I didn't understand why he was saying it. I really didn't. I didn't understand yeah. why he was saying that. But, hey, it is what it is. That's what happened to me. So, it's an unfortunate story. <laughs> Dude, you know, I, I'm i going to do some research for you. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm huge on credit, man. Um, I'll tell you a story uh, later, but I'm really big on credit. And I, I believe that... It, where it's due, it, it, where it's who deserves the credit, needs to have the credit. Agreed. And even if you, even if you just polished something, or if you were just you handed someone coffee, like you need, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. Oh, uh, dude, that pisses me off. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I said. A lot of people were upset about it. They're, they're just like you. They're upset because that was done to me, and I'm probably one of the nicest guys that you will know. And they look huh? at it like, man, you know, that really, you know, really sucks that he did that to you. But but he did it. And I got the proof. I even think I still have the contract that I actually faxed to him. I still have that. I have it filed away. That's I still have yeah, that contract. So, yeah, that would he help. did me dirty. Dude, you know how embarrassing it would be for him when he finds out what you do in the community you serve and all the good you do? How embarrassing it would be for him? I can only imagine, you know. Woo! Yeah. I just never, like I said, I never pursued it. And I just found this out, like I said, two weeks ago that, that he's actually taking credit for my song. So it's something new. Uh, but I am considering following up uh, just to see if there's anything I can do about it. Uh, I'm curious because this changes the whole, the whole situation when he's now actually taking credit for it. Meaning, you yes, know, yeah. he's actually taking credit for my song. And mm -hmm. not only did he you know, forged the contract. He's now taking credit for the song, the entire song. My name is not even on there. It's got his name. He thinks, and then the name of the song. <laughs> he probably thinks you're so small time that you're not going to do anything about it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But little does he know it's 2020. And I mean, things have changed, yeah. you know, in the past, like five years with like copyrights and, and, and masters and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. hey, you know what you're talking about your life and how things happen? and Synchronicities, you know, yes. It's it's interesting uh, we're talking about okay. this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a reason. There's a, I believe in that stuff. Okay. There's a reason why things come up. Yes. So, the fact that I asked you on this podcast and we're talking about it should kind of, yeah. you know, no, I get, agree. get the gears going. I completely agree. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you play any instruments? You know, I in in high school I played the saxophone. In high school. But that's the only <coughs> instrument I've ever played and I haven't touched it since then. But that's the only Okay, the, you may not believe me, but you do sound, okay? You don't look, you sound like a sax player. 
there's something about you know your your uh, vocal energy that tells me that you play sax. Really? Or really? yeah, I can't ex- I can't explain it. It's it's the <laughs> weirdest weird. thing. Like like one of my friends plays um, oboe. Okay. And I I called it, and they're like, "What the hell?" I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know. You just have that." Like you look at a guitar player and like oh you look like a guitar player but then you look at someone that doesn't look like a musician right. and you're like oh you probably play play guitar and you're like oh I do play guitar that, right, that, right. like that That's you know interesting. you got that vibe <laughs> yeah yeah it's okay um I know you've toured right you've done yeah. like shows uh-huh. and stuff like that um so uh, is there <clears throat> what's the, what's the most memorable show you've done the most memorable show that I've done is when I open up for the Autism Society of America's uh, national conference held in uh, Milwaukee. That's the most memorable uh, moment wow. for me in performing that song because I was, I, I, I pretty much kicked the conference off. So that was major for me, you know. Uh, so that's that's wow. that's about the most memorable one. And it, how did it feel? And then, and, 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 and number two would be my my one of my first performances, which was here in San Diego, uh, which was for Autism Speaks, where when I came off, when I was on stage performing and it was my first time seeing people in the audience crying while I was performing this song. And not only wow. were they crying after it was over, they came up to me hugging me and crying. So that's one of the most memorable moments after the the and I mean the same thing happened at the at the um, at the conference the same thing happened there uh, but I'm mm-hmm. a very um, sensitive individual when it comes to things that I'm passionate about so I typically break down on stage or break down when I'm talking or whatever that's just me it's just I mean I did it when mm-hmm. I came the option for all you know I just I just I'm just so passionate about helping people that it's really hard for me to explain to people how I feel when I talk about it. You know, how I feel when I talk about how um, uh, these kids are being judged at school and they're being treated different by by society and how that affects me. It affects me in a way that it doesn't affect other people. And it's hard Mm -hmm. to explain it. You know, I I just don't. It's just in my blood. I don't know. But uh, yeah. So those that was the most memorable uh, performance was uh, was at the conference. And they, they flew me out there for that conference. Wow, was it surreal when you, when you were performing? Yeah, it was because I was like the highlight, you know. So it was it was yeah. really because by that time everyone knew who I was, you know. When I first started performing in San Diego, no one knew the song hadn't gone viral yet, hadn't won the fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars yet, you know. No one really knew who I was, you know. So this was in twenty seventeen, a year after, where people pretty much at the conference had either heard about me or they had heard the song. So it's kind of surreal right. in a sense that, you know, all of these people know who I am and they're coming up to me wanting to take pictures with me. And at this event, there were so many people that were that had gone viral, like, you know, people that had gone viral that had autism on Facebook. A lot of them were there. And it was just amazing to, to be there in that type of environment. I met a lot of uh, 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 celebrities that 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 basically are well known in the autism industry, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was pretty cool. And I think, uh, Shucks, when I went to the other autism event for Autism Society of America, um, dang, I can't believe I can't even think of his name. Uh, what's this, the, the guy's name uh, that was married to, was it Jennifer Lopez? Uh, gosh, he's famous. What, what is his name? Uh, 
Jennifer Lopez, who, his husband? Who was she married to? I'll tell you right now. Uh, Mark Anthony? Uh, no, Chris no Judd? it wasn't Mark Anthony. Who was this guy married to? Oh, Johnny Noah? No. Oh, honey? No, it wasn't Jennifer Lopez. No? No, it wasn't Jennifer Lopez. I can't. You know the guy. There was an autism movie that came out. He played a guy that was had he had he was on the spectrum but he was high functioning and and i think he was killing people um he's famous he's i can't even believe this on the tip of my tongue i can't even no it happens <laughs> what's the name of the movie huh what's the name of the I movie it starts with a p i don't even remember the name of oh. it, I don't even remember <laughs> the name of it. <laughs> oh my okay it happens dude it happens all the time it happens i can't even think uh. of his name <clears throat> Well, when it comes to you, it'll come to you. Yeah, it'll but come to I'm going to ask you. But anyway, I met him at an event too, so but it was pretty cool. Go ahead. I'm I'm going to ask you a question every musician hates to answer. Okay. So okay. Let's see I'm if apolog- I I'm see if I hate it. <laughs> what are your least favorite venues to pl- to perform at? <laughs> well, I can answer that question. I don't have a problem answering it. I don't have a problem with because I've experienced it. So, yeah, yeah. So, hey, mostly they're like, uh, so, so, um, and my story is interesting. My first performance that I ever did was uh, on El Cajon Boulevard, and I think the club is called After Two now. It wasn't called After Two back then, but it's called After Two now, I think. It's because a little, it's a little bar, bar, club, whatever you want to call it, a little hole in the wall. And that was my first ever performance that I did on El Cajon Boulevard and Euclid Avenue, right there on the corner, right there. It's where it was. On U- Euclid Avenue? It's right. Well, it's on Univers. It's on, is it? No, it's University. No, it's El Cajon. I think it's El Cajon. Yeah, El Cajon. And Euclid Avenue. It's on the corner down there. El Cajon and Euclid Avenue, right in that area. Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm, I'm looking it up. You're looking it up? Yeah, it's called... Uh, I, I sure is. <laughs> after 2. I'm pretty sure it's After 2. I believe this. Well, I put I put After 2 Bar in El Cajon, and I get, I get like a bunch of like sideways bars. Oh, really? Like yeah, I can't... Yeah. After two bar, El Cajon. Yeah. Main Tap Tavern, Sideways Bar, Kelly's Pub. Yeah, I'm getting a bunch Yeah, of well, maybe that's not the name. I thought it was After Two. I was sure it was After Two. But anyhow, uh, that that bar. Oh, first, Till Two. First time I ever performed. Till Two Club. What you say? Till, till Two Club. Till Two, that's it. That's yeah. it, Till Two. That's the club. That was the first place I ever performed and the worst performance ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll never forget it. Because remember the guy that I told you about that we ended up going our separate ways? Yeah. Well, we had already produced the album when we went our separate ways. But we performed one of my songs. We performed the album. Not the album, but three of the songs at that club, that bar. Um, he performed with me. And one thing that I'll never forget, and it changed it changed my performances from that point forward. Because when we performed, the microphones were bad. <laughs> <laughs> and they were coming in and out when we were trying to rap. <laughs> they were coming. 
They were going in and out, cutting on, cutting off. And, you know, when people are at a show, they don't care about the microphone messing up. They're just looking at the show. And they're just saying, oh, right. they're bad. That's all they're thinking. They don't know how good you are because the mic's all messed up. And then the, the music sound sounded like the speakers were blown. And it just sounded awful. So when, wow. after that performance, I, 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 I spoke with him. And we split up, you know, not too long after that. But I told him, I said, you know something? I said, I am never performing again Un unless, <laughs> <laughs> unless there's a major artist opening up the show or performing on the show. That's, that makes sense. Yeah, that's that's what I decided. I said, I'm never yeah. I'm never doing a show again unless there's a celebrity on the on the uh, roster. I'm not going to do mm -hmm. it. And from that point yep. forward, I never did a show unless there was a celebrity performing. Nice. Yep. Nice. That is the best career decision. Yeah. Everybody listening, <laughs> listen to that advice. That's how you do that it. That is, because you already mm -hmm. know that these artists yep. have requests. And yeah, they, exactly. <laughs> and they're getting paid. And they're yep. like, dude, you need to have this kind of microphone. You need to have this type of setup, a sound man, and all of the other things that come along with it. And from that point mm -hmm. on, all of my shows were excellent. Except <laughs> I did have one show where I arrived late and they cut me off in the middle of my performance. That's when I was oh. I was opening up for Mac Mac Ten at um I was Mac Ten at uh at the uh, Coors Amphitheater and uh, wow. I was opening up for him and I, I was late <laughs> getting there for my performance and they cut my show in the middle. I guess they was trying to tell me to cut the show, but they behind me, so I I'm performing. I can't see them. But if they, oh, you know what I'm saying, yeah. but if they had came to the side yeah. of me and did, you know, something like this, then I could have looked yeah. at him and said, oh, I got to cut it short. But they cut the mic while I was performing. <laughs> they cut the mic off. Are you serious? Yeah. What? Yes. They should have let you finish the song. Yeah, I didn't even finish the song. What? Unbelievable. That is unprofessional, yeah, dude. That's what they did I've, I've never had that. I've never had that happen yep. to me, dude. No way. Yeah. Wow. I'm so sorry that happened. I was upset. And I remember telling the crowd, because they was all crowded around the stage. And I remember telling them, you guys should be <coughs> upset. No, I said, I said, you guys should be pissed off. <laughs> That's what I said to the crowd. <laughs> but yeah. Unbelievable. But yeah. Unbelievable. Those, 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 when it comes to venues, that's the decision that I made on venues. Wow. Yeah. That is the best decision ever. Um, I totally back that up. Guys, uh, listen to the dude. I mean, I've done some bad shows. I, the fact that he did one, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I've done, I've done backyards, garages. Right. I mean, I've done, right. I've done. <laughs> dude, one time I did a show where, where I, I was performing and when I show up, the guy's like, yeah, you know, we can't have you guys plug in your amps or there's no PA. And I looked at him like, I'm doing an acoustic set by myself. What, what do you mean I can't have a PA? Right. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you know, we got hit with the noise maintenance. I'm like, dude, you're on Hollywood Boulevard. What are you talking about? Really? And yeah, I, I, he had to he had to cut. He, they took the PA out. And I was like, you know what? I'm not even playing. No, I'm dude. Like, I'm out of here. <laughs> I left. No. I, I left. I told the other guys, they walked in. I'm like, hey, they took the PA. There's no PA. And they're like, what? <laughs> like, we're a full band. Yeah. Like, I was like, no, nah, we're out. Yeah. L Scorpion on Hollywood Boulevard. Wow. Yes. Yes. I, that is the venue that, that's one of the worst 
experiences. Like I walked in and it, nothing was comped. I mean, they weren't even nice. And the guy's like, yeah, no PA. And I'm like, you're kidding. Like, really? Yeah. You're on Hollywood Boulevard. Hollywood Boulevard. You're like half a block from Ripley's. What do you mean you have no PA? And wow. you got You got cited for noise? Get out of here, yeah, dude. Yeah, something, something else was going down with that, man. That's No, nah, we all left. The whole the whole night left. All the all the groups left. Yeah. We're like, now we're done. I can imagine that would have been embarrassing getting up there trying to play with a with a microphone sitting in front of you or whatever. You know, that's embarrassing. Yeah. So I imagine imagine like a whole bar of people talking and drinking and loud and it's just you, no microphone, playing the acoustic guitar. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know. It's embarrassing, bro. It's embarrassing. Yeah, I, so I get it. Uh, I get yeah. it. I completely get it. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Do you play any covers or have you ever done any covers? You know, the only covers that I've done are uh, covers where I'm being, being funny. Uh, <laughs> those are the only covers I've done. I did one for Drake's. Uh, what's Drake's song? Um, Hotline Bling. I did uh, Hotline Bling, and then I did Holy Grail with uh, with uh, Justin Timberlake and Jay Z. Those are the only oh, uh, uh, covers that I've done, <laughs> and and it's because I changed the lyrics in the song, and I, okay. I made them in relations to driving a bus, <laughs> and people got a <laughs> kick out of it. They got a kick out of it. <laughs> they uh, got a cool. kick I gotta out hear it. that. It some funny stuff, and. <laughs> The one that I did with Jay Z and Justin Timberlake, um, Holy Grail, I actually mentioned uh, my, my 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 MTS uh, trans uh, director of transportation. I actually mentioned his name in the uh, in the rap, and you know we're union, so oh, <clears throat> you know it's kind of a cutthroat industry uh, when it comes to some of the drivers, because um, a lot of them were jealous of me because. I, I'm just a good driver. Not only am I a good driver, but everybody loves me. You know, that's just the type of person I am. But you're always going to have some haters, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I, there's some people went up to the tower to tell on me to tell because, you know, when 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 I don't know if you remember when corporations started cracking down on people and what they say on Facebook. And when they oh, say, yeah, 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 remember that? Remember that yeah, phase yeah, you went yeah. through? Well, yep, they went and told yep. on me up to the <laughs> tower, right? But what happened is nothing was ever said to me. But management started coming back telling me that they saw the video and that it was funny, you know, and that they were, <laughs> they were laughing off of it. backfired. <laughs> Yeah, and they're like, so, "Wait, Weedy, he didn't get in trouble? What the?" Yeah, yeah, they were, they were trying to get me in trouble, <laughs> and they went. They even went so far as to, since the company didn't do anything to me, they felt like it was favoritism. <laughs> they felt like, "Well, why is why is B able to do something like that?" And 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 I explained to him. I said, "It's not bad." I said, even in the end of the rap, when I took it out on the intro, it was something about. So if you ever want a comfortable ride, ride with MTS. So it was almost like a commercial the way I did. Yeah. <laughs> so it's nothing bad about it. They couldn't say anything bad about it. And then when I did the song uh, Dago Pride, I don't know if you've seen that music video, but when I did Dago Pride, at the end of the music video, I have a bus. I have one of the MTS's buses in the back of me. 
at the end of the video when it ends, and our bus line is called Rapid. I don't know if you've ever noticed it, but it's called Rapid. Yeah, of course. So I, what I do is I, I, I pretty much direct and produce all of my music videos, and I even tell them mm. how to edit the music videos. I mean, everything. So I, don't, I stood in front of the Rapid, and I covered up the ID, and it just says Rap on the front of the bus. <laughs> so that's just my creative nice. nature. I do stuff like that, you know? Yeah, so yeah. they tried to tell me about that. <laughs> and they actually, yeah, they came to me and for a while they told me that um, I was going to have to remove the, mute, the the YouTube video. But then after they saw how popular I was, then they was like, hey, well, maybe we can use you to do some commercials. So they had me do like a few <laughs> commercials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it backfired on all the people that was trying to, trying to you know, hate on me. It kind of backfired on them, you know? And they even went to the union president. Oh, they went to my the God. union president. It's getting I, better. I got, a, I got a friend request from the union president. And, 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 and I thought it was kind of odd. And I knew what it was about because I got a friend request on Facebook. I said, so he's he's sending me a friend request so he can see this video that everybody is talking about. Right. So yeah. after he sent me a friend request about two days later, he deleted me as a friend. So I knew that's what it was. So about four days later, he comes up to me. He goes, V, I need to talk to you. And I go, okay, yeah, what's going on? And I already knew what it was about. So <laughs> I go, what's going on? And he goes, uh, uh, yeah, he goes, um, um, I heard about you doing a video. Um, and you mentioned, you know, Jim Burns' name upstairs. He said, um, are you there? Oh, okay. I lost yeah, yeah, I'm here. He says, uh, he says uh, I heard about you doing it. And I go, yeah. And I started laughing when he asked it. I said, oh, yeah, I did that. So he looks at me and he goes, you can't do that, V. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> I, said <laughs> I said, what do you mean? You I already did. <laughs> and he goes, well, you know, they have the rules against doing it. And I said, well, if the company had a problem with it, they would have said something to me. I said, obviously, they don't have a problem with it. He goes, yeah, well, you know, just, just make sure you don't do it again. You know, so I think he was just doing it because these drivers are hating on me and, you know, they're He's got a job yeah, he to do, to. and I was like, whatever, dude. Yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> but it was funny to me. <laughs> so I'm an Jeez. interesting character. <laughs> ah, dude, I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, I know I know that we're in a pandemic, and I know that, you know, things are crazy and stuff. But I got to ask, because I, I'm even, even thinking about it myself, but are you planning on doing any shows, even virtually? Well, I have one show scheduled to fly out to Illinois. Uh, it got canceled last year, no, this year in the pandemic. It was uh, I was due to perform in April, I believe it was April twenty second, mm-hmm. uh, and the pandemic, of course, hit in you know the second week of March. Well, when they closed, shut down everything. Um, I actually left my job two weeks after that, so I don't know if you know, but I've been quarantined for nine months now. I haven't been working yeah, that much. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you told me. Yeah, I've been quarantined. So I have asthma and I have some other concerns uh, that makes me susceptible. Um, yeah, no, of course. So I explain course. to people, because people don't look at asthma like that. Oh, it's just asthma. Said, but you don't understand what it's like not to not to be able to breathe. If you have asthma, dude, you just the, understand. <laughs> dude, the coronavirus attacks your lungs. Yes, I mean, it, it attacks your respiratory system. So Come on. Yeah, so I left. Uh, that second week of March, I left my job and I love my job. Anybody that knows me, they'll tell you. I absolutely love my job. I'm, I know, I know. 
uh, I'm interesting in the, in the fact that uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the 16 different personalities, um, but there's 16 different personalities, and I'm considered what they call an INFJ. That's my personality. Um, and we, we are somewhat of an introvert, but we're pe- we're, we're, we can be a people person. Like, I like being around people, uh, mm-hmm. but I, I have to balance it with being by myself, you know? Yep. So as long as when I'm around people, um, you know, whether it's in the workplace or whatever, I'm okay. I'm not really good in, like, crowds and things like that. Kind of like people that are on the spectrum, in a way, uh, when it comes to yeah. that. Um, I, I don't like really being in, I don't fit in. I don't drink. Uh, I, I don't use profane language. I, I don't cause problems. I just, I'm just a different type of guy. So I don't fit in even with the rap industry, mm. you know, when I'm hanging out with these guys, um, I don't fit in with them because I don't do what they do. So I'm just, right, I'm just right. odd. It's awkward for me when I would go out with Domino and we would perform and I would always perform with him on stage, whether it be Goldilocks from, uh, from, uh, Snoop Dogg's group, uh, Goldilocks, I would perform with him, uh, Dub Shack, um, um, uh, just, you know, exhibit, um, you know, all of these people, Warren G I'm, I'm not, I don't fit in. So Domino would come outside and I would be sitting over on a bench over by myself, you know, and he'd be like, V, come on in, man. And I, but he knows me and he respects me. Mm. And he, you know, he knows what V needs his time, you know, and, and he'll just leave me alone. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, but, uh, uh, shit, I, I done lost track <laughs> of the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, well, well, the, 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 the performing and stuff, and you're saying how you, um, you know, you, you have to do a balance and you, you can't be around crowds and stuff. Yeah. But your question was in regards to the pandemic and if well, I yeah, performing. shows, right? Yeah. 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 So the only show that I have coming up uh, is scheduled in, in, in that show that was canceled this year is re- been rescheduled for, for this next year in May. So that's 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 oh, cool. the next show that I have scheduled in Illinois. But uh, I don't know that I'm going to go because I explained to him. That if this thing is not under control, I'm not gonna go. So I made that clear to him that if, if it's not under control, uh, I, it's, it's something I'm not gonna do. You know. So yeah, no. But other than that, I totally. don't have anything else scheduled. Wow. Hey, what about virtual? Uh, like, like, you know, like- I haven't considered virtual. The only thing I'm doing virtual now is I'm having dinner with uh, four autism families tomorrow on Facebook. Uh, not on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Uh, virtual dinner I'm having with fans, basically for fans. Uh, but um, cool. I've done some private um, performances before, where I'm talking to somebody on Facebook and I'll I'll play the song and I'll perform. But uh, no, I haven't I haven't considered any virtual performances before. Um, I tried that with a program. <clears throat> I don't know if you know it. It's called I think it's called On Stage. I believe it's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I tried that with on stage when I did a, a performance at uh, Qualcomm Stadium. Uh, and that was that was uh, years ago, of course. Uh, but yeah, it was at Qualcomm Stadium and I did that. But that's the last virtual performance I've ever done. I mean, it was wow. live. Yeah. It was a live performance, but right. they could watch it virtually as well. 
Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, if if now's the time to do it. Yeah, I know. Now's the I time know. to do it. Yeah. You know? So I mean, like the spot that I'm at, they actually do live streaming. They have a whole like stage because uh, I'm in a studio at a spot called Rock and Roll San Diego, uh-huh. and they they do live streaming with uh, groups and bands and stuff. So, oh, really? Um, it's super cool, man. Well, you um, know, and, and I, that might be something I may want to do for. Um, the release of my next song is something to consider uh, for the release of my next song because uh, one thing that I'm doing different this time, of course, is I'm shooting my own music video and I, I should be getting my camera uh, next week. I'll be getting the camera, but I got my crane, I got my my drone, I got my stabilizer. <clears throat> I mean, I got all of the equipment that I'm going to need. I got some lighting, so uh, it'll be my first time actually shooting myself, but I just figured... I actually reached out to the guy that shot my other three music videos because I actually flew him out to Boston when we did the Boston Pride music video. I flew him out to Boston and shot that music video out there. And it was a spur of the moment type thing. I wrote the song when I was out there and my sponsor was like, hey, man, do it. (laughs) So I did it and flew him out there and shot the music video. But excuse me, as I said, um, I pretty much direct and I direct produce it and um Tell them how to edit it, you know. So that's what I'll be doing different this time. But what you're mentioning right now about the virtual performance, it may be something that I want to consider because no one's ever seen me perform this new song that I'm going to be releasing. Mm. Uh, so what I'm going to be doing different is I don't know that I'm going to release the music video before I release the album because the last time I did that with Dago Pride. When the mm-hmm. Chargers had a, 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 a an event when they was trying to keep the Chargers in San Diego, I went to that event and I actually helped them make posters and all of this for this event. And a, lo- and a lot of people recognized me when I was at the event and it was coming up to me. Oh, V, man, I love that Dago Pride song, man. I downloaded it from YouTube. So everybody was saying oh. they, download- <laughs> they downloaded it and turned it into an MP3. <laughs> ah. Dang. So I said, you know something? That's a lesson learned right there. <laughs> I'm not going to do that the next time, you know? So no, this yeah. time I plan to release. <clears throat> I'm actually talking to a uh, cartoonist right now. And you know how they do the animation, moving cartoons and things like that? Yeah. Uh, he yeah. makes the cartoon look like you. And when I do the ad, I think <clears throat> my ad is going to be a cartoon of me actually singing the uh one verse in the song and the chorus and that's going to be my limit to releasing information of the song meaning i'm not gonna i'm gonna do pre-orders on itunes i'm gonna do pre-orders uh on itunes and and all the other you know google play and all of that i'm gonna do pre-orders to where you know they can order ahead of time but all they're gonna have is a clip a snippet of the song uh, so nice. it'll be different than how I did it before. And, and the difference this time is that I'm nationally known now. Also, back then I wasn't. I was a nobody. But now that I'm nationally known, now more people are looking forward to this is five years later. They're looking forward to another autism song. So nice. I'm excited about mm-hmm. the prospect of doing something different this time. So with this cartoon ad, first of all, that's going to be different for them. For, for them to see a cartoon uh, ad just playing the music. And then uh, second of all, I'll be shooting my own music video. And of course, uh, on Facebook, 
Uh, I'm going to start pushing that. I'm going to start letting people know to build up the excitement for the song, uh, letting them know, hey, and that song is going to be released on Autism Awareness Day, which is April 2nd. That's going to be when it's going to be released. So nice. Yeah. So I got nice. it all planned out how I'm going to do it. I'm excited about it. Ah, dude, I'm excited for that. <laughs> Thank That's you. awesome. Thank you. That's super cool. Yeah, definitely do a little snippet or a little commercial. That that yeah, that's that's kind of a a bummer that they I mean, it's flattering, but it's like <laughs> you, yeah, you, yeah. you, you kinda of stole the song. <laughs> yeah. They all they were telling me about it and that's when I finally realized, like, wow, you know, that's how you guys are getting the music. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking YouTube. <laughs> but it is what it um, is. So how's your, you know, your writing process when you write music? I mean, I know you've mentioned, you know, throughout the interview that you sometimes you do it on the spot and all that stuff. I like, like, how's your writing process and um, your rehearsals too? Like, how do you rehearse? Okay, so when it comes to writing, uh, of course, every artist has a different way of how they go about doing it. You know, uh, there's some people that can write the song first and then add the beat later. Uh, uh, I don't operate that way. The way I operate is my composer, uh, Rodizi, um, when he, when I reach out to him and say, I need a beat, I actually assist him in producing the beat. And the way I assist him is I'll find um, a song online that I like. And mm -hmm. I'll take certain beats and things out of it, but not the actual melody. I'll take certain beats out of it mm -hmm. and I'll say, I want something like this, something similar to this. And then he'll start trying to construct it and put it together. And we'll keep going back and forth. And this all happens over the phone. We don't actually meet up and do it. Wow. It all happens over the phone and, and email. <laughs> and we go back <laughs> and forth and he's making little adjustments. And I'll say, oh, okay, can you change this? Can you change this? Can you take this out? Can you add this in? And and we'll eventually come up with a complete song. And right. just about all of the songs that he's done for me, that's how we come up with them. Is that way? That's how we do them. Wow. So wow. that's the first step for me because me, like I told you, when I listen to rap, a lot of times I don't even listen to the words. It's the beat that I'm listening to. So I have to right. feel the beat before I can actually write the song. So even Born This Way, when I wrote that song, what I told him was, with Born This Way and this new song that I just did, I told him, I said, look, the song has to be in the middle. It can't be too hard and it can't be right. too soft. I said, because I want country people, people listen to rock. I want everybody listening to this song. I don't want them to listen to it and say it's a rap song and it's got this hip hop beat to it. I said, I don't want that. So when we put together the beat, that's how we came up with Born This Way, which is a very mellow song. Uh, I mm -hmm. have to plug in my uh, plug, my battery. Oh, your, your, your battery? <laughs> yeah, my battery's running down. Yeah, yeah, sure. Sure, go ahead, plug man. Plug it in. Let's see. Uh, 
For those of you guys that are wondering, um, he had some issues with his laptop, so he just jumped on the phone because we had to do the video. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's pretty much what's going on now. I can't tell if it's um, if it's on or not. So I'm hang on one yeah, second. On. I have to get another uh, another USB to make sure it's working. okay. Sure. <clears throat> So while he's doing that, guys, you can uh, go to his website, which is v-c-o-n-t-a-f-i-t-w-e-a-r.com, okay? V-counterfeitwear.com. <clears throat> that's where you can, that's that's his website you guys can check out. Um, None of this is going to be edited out, by the way. <laughs> what you say? None of this is going to be edited oh, out. Oh, really? It's okay. Straight, right. Yeah, straight through. I'm fine with that. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Okay. I uh, I dropped your website, by the way, while you went to go get the, the USB. Uh, I let people know to check out your website. Okay, great. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... Um, I'm back. And what was I lost the question again? You asked about what was the question? Uh, oh, uh, uh, your writing process and your practice, how you rehearse. Okay. So, yes. Uh, uh, yeah. So I was explaining that, you know, everyone has their, their, their own way of, you know, pretty much, you know, coming up with a song. So once my, yeah. my, my composer and I come up with a beat, now I, I um, go into creating the chorus for the song. So I come yeah. up with a subject. So whatever the song is going to be about. Mm -hmm. So now I have to come up with the chorus. And as I stated before, I sing my own choruses in the song. So I come up with the chorus based on the, the chorus sound that we came up with. And one thing about me when I produce my music, I always try to make my singing melody in tune with the chorus melody. So it's, right. it's, it, it kind of flows that way. And I do really good and it, it becomes like a catchy song. That's why I've been able to create these catchy hooks uh, because of that. But even without doing that, I've created a lot of pretty catchy hooks, you know, that people actually like. Uh, but um, once I create the chorus and come up with it and the, the hook is done, now I go to writing the song. So and I do, of course, one verse at a time. Sometimes when I complete the song, I'll take the verses and switch them around in the order that I originally had them in. Sometimes I'll switch it around just based on the story that I'm trying to tell in the song. So I'll take it and I'll switch it around. Uh, but uh, but the, the verses come after the chorus. And so my way of, of, of doing a song may be different. Like Domino, I think Domino told me that um, he writes his songs backwards. You know, I think he told me he writes them backwards, which is kind of odd, you know, but, you know, everybody got their own way of doing it, you know, their own style and what works for them, you know. Uh, but uh, for me, that's the way I do it. And then when it comes to rehearsing, uh, one thing about me, one thing that my my uh, my engineer would tell you is that he doesn't meet a lot of people like me. And what he means is that I can go into the studio and, and, and lay down my track. I can. Sometimes I can do it on the first run. Like when I go into the studio, mm -hmm. I on the yeah. first run is done. And I don't have to keep going over it and over it again. And he's, he says that surprises him because 
he works with rappers that have to keep doing it over and over and over and over again. Um, and even when it comes to the chorus. And that's because I practice at home. Like when you talk about rehearsal, mm -hmm. um, I practice at home because it has to sound a certain way before I actually like it. And right. once I finish writing the song, I like to take about two weeks before I go into the studio and I keep listening to the song. And what I mean by that is I may record it with my iPhone and just listen to myself <laughs> rapping over the beat. And I'll record myself rapping over the beat and and I keep listening to it over and over and I start tweaking it. So there's some verses that I want to change because I want my flow to be a little smoother. So I'll take mm -hmm. out some words, change the words and just make it one smooth to where when I rap, everything just kind of flows. So I like to wait about two weeks before I actually go into the studio and record, because by the time I get into the studio, um, one thing I can admit is that my memory is not good. So I never memorize the song. <laughs> <laughs> been what, what musician's memory is good? <laughs> What's that now? What 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 musician's memory is good? You know what I mean? <laughs> mine, mine is bad. I mean, I've even forgotten my lyrics on stage before. I mean, I, I oh, that's I, the worst. I, 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 my memory is bad. So basically, uh, I when I go into the studio, I don't know the song. I I don't know mm. it. Even when I when I shot "Born This Way" music video, I didn't know the mm -hmm. song. I did not oh, know wow. the song. He had a piece of paper, a board that he was <laughs> holding up. I kid you not. <laughs> he was holding up the lyrics because I didn't. I yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. Like in one of the scenes, you can actually look in my glasses and you can see the white piece of paper in my glasses. Oh, I gotta. I didn't catch that. Yeah. I gotta watch that. I gotta watch it again. I didn't catch yeah, that. A lot oh of my god! Don't notice it, but yeah, I didn't know the lyrics oh. because we did it so fast. But you could because this is this is what I'm saying. I like to wait two weeks because that music video and the writing of that song all happened in two weeks. Mm. I, I actually wrote the song, went in the studio and recorded it. Well, actually it was four days, but two weeks, meaning the time it took for him to edit it and get all of that out of the way, all of the editing process. Mm. Cause he's got a regular job. Yeah. So it took him a long time, but I did it in four days. Born this way. Yeah. And they go pride. I wrote the song, uh, Went into the studio and recorded it and shot the music video in four days for Born This Way Damn. and Dangle For both of them. Dude, that is a that is a sick turnaround. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Woo. But what I learned from that was that I need to wow. wait two weeks because I'm more satisfied because after I've completed it, I always listen to the song and say, Man, I shouldn't have said that right there. I should have said this. Damn. You know, yeah, I know so that's mean. how I yeah. feel about Born This Way, and I feel the same way about Dago Pride. I feel the same way, and Boston Pride, because Boston Pride was done in four days too, and that's the one where I flew him from San Diego, Ooh. and that was some of the money that I, I mean, I didn't ask my sponsor for any money. I, I spent my mm. own money for all of that when I flew him mm. from San Diego out there, and I spent like, I think I spent like two grand on just the just the clothing for that music video for the clothing mm -hmm. and the tennis shoes that I bought and the Jersey and all of the stuff that I bought for that music video. I spent like two grand. I kid you not on that music wow. video. Uh, and that didn't include flying him out, paying him and all of that, but this was all done on my own. And one thing a lot of people don't understand, like 
you know, you hear Dago Pride and you hear Boston Pride and you say, man, those songs have the same beat. Well, yeah, they do have the same beat. They have the same beat because Dago Pride, the only reason I did Boston Pride was because the Chargers left San Diego. And I know L.A. Mm. is not going to play a song called Dago Pride. That representing San Diego. That's short for, for San Diego. Dago. Yeah. They're not going to be playing a song called Dago Pride. So I didn't want the song to go to waste. So even though I put all my effort into promoting, even when I performed at DJ Quick Show, I drew a lot of attention to myself to try to, you know, promote to keep the Chargers in San Diego. That was my last performance at Qualcomm Stadium. And yeah. uh, I really focus on, you know, um, really trying to keep, you know, the Chargers, you know, in San Diego. And it just didn't happen. But what people don't know is that after making that decision, and I don't know if you know it, but if you watch the, the video, you also <laughs> see at the end of the video, I was going to do a movie. I was going to shoot a movie called Dago, uh, Dago Pride. Did you know that? Mm -hmm. No, I didn't. Yeah. If you go on YouTube and you watch the Dago Pride music video, um, yeah. you make sure it's under my channel. You're gonna. It should have probably about seventeen thousand views or something like that. Uh, but on that music video, at the end of it, it it shows the introduction to the movie that I was gonna do, and it's called Dago Pride. I'm getting a bunch of Pride stuff. Hold on. Yeah. Uh, if you punch in Versatile along with it, it should pop up. <coughs> Uh, I, love, I, I love when my computer decides um, to not cooperate. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going on right now. But yeah, um, so so basically what people don't know is that um, I did I Boston <laughs> Pride because, you know, Dago Pride went down the drain. So I figured why not use the beat and then um, give props to the, all of the mm -hmm. autism families out in Boston uh, for, for the New England Patriots that they had gone to the Super Bowl that year. So, I is it the official official video? Uh, what does it? What name does it say on there? Who's it? Who's account? Uh, uh, v metal. That's me. Yeah, that's it. Okay, cool. So at the well, end of that music video, you'll see the introduction to my my movie that I was gonna do. Oh, you know what? I do remember this because I edited I edited your your um your documentary. <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah. You, you remember? I, I was the one that asked. He's like, hey, send me the original yeah. the original wave because what I have is just not... It, it, no. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> the, I send remember. Me some, it, yeah. yeah, I do remember. So, yeah, I, I actually sat through all this. Yeah, I remember yep. this. I remember. Yep, I, I was going to do a movie. Uh, I was going to shoot a movie and everything. Um, but that just didn't happen when they left San Diego, you know? Um, mm. So, uh, Boston Pride was done for the kids on the spectrum out in Boston. So when you watch that music video, um, you're going to see all of the kids with autism in that music video. You know, they're all in there. You'll see them in there and they're all excited because they've never been in a music video before. So now all of the kids that used to tease them, now they think they're cool. Like, man, you're cool. You're in a music video. You know what I mean? So it kind of yeah. kind of lifted their spirits up, you know, and it kind of made That's me so feel cool. good because I was actually making them stand out. You know, uh, and now, you know, 
<clears throat> you know, their friends or, you know, what? Well, well, I would have wanted to be in it. And they said, well, it was just for just for people with autism, you know, so they felt special. And that's that was the whole thing. I wanted them to feel special. And that's why I did that music video. And, um, you know, I use my creativity in that music video and you could see it uh, on the part where I have the uh, the Brady Bunch scene where they're all in the little squares and I do the Brady, Brady, Bunch, uh, Brady Bunch scene. And, and you know, I, I, I did that out in, <laughs> I remember, uh, I found a random recording studio that was down the street from the hotel that my sponsor had put me up in. And uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> and when, when he heard the rap and I got to that part, he was like, dude, I can't believe nobody else thought of that, dude. That's cool. <laughs> it's just different, bro. I like to be different, you know, because, uh, you know, I figure Brady Bunch, Tom Brady, doesn't matter. Why not? Why not do that and use that, you know, that 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 scene they're so popular for, you know, of them sitting in the little squares, you know, so. Uh, what was that show? Uh, Price, Price is Right? No, no. Where they were in the sub Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's kind of like that. <laughs> that's, that's what they use on the Brady Bunch. That's exactly yeah, what they yeah, use yeah. on the Brady Bunch when it comes on. You know, and I even sung the little melody. That's what he was like when I sung the melody. He was like, are you kidding me? He's like, I can't believe nobody else thought of that, you know, in Boston, you know, or or the New England <laughs> Patriots, like to take Tom Brady's name and, and actually make it the the subject of that 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 melody you know so it was, it was pretty cool it was pretty cool that's awesome <laughs> yeah that's awesome so yeah so all right so yeah when it comes to uh uh you know putting a song together that's pretty much how i do it so you guys heard it from the man himself i mean uh, creative process it doesn't matter how you do it it just you just got to do it you know and eventually you're going to get to that that end result that just makes you smile you know um and then, you know, uh, everybody listening, I'm going to plug in his YouTube. I'm going to plug in all the media so you guys can follow him. Uh, definitely, definitely follow this cat. Uh, he's, he's super cool. Um, and yeah, I have I have a couple more questions. You still got a little bit of time? Sure, or? I got plenty of time. I'm good. Okay. Um, okay. <clears throat> um, what, what are some of the personal problems that you face with your music? It could be like, it could be... Uh, well, I mean, like when you said, like, you know, um, you, you don't use profanity and, and people are like, wait, what? You know, or it could be like uh, struggling with like writing hooks for a certain reason. Like, is there anything specific that you personally struggle with or or you face with your music? Well, you hit the you hit the nail right on the head <laughs> when you talk <laughs> about because uh, you got to remember when I dropped in 2003, that's when Snoop mm -hmm. was out. That's when Dre was hidden. That's when my boy Domino, my best friend Domino, was hidden. <coughs> you got the West Coast rap, the gangster rap. That was hidden back then. So when I dropped, my music, even though people liked my music, they didn't like the fact that there was no profanity in it. I wasn't talking about, you know, <laughs> I wasn't calling girls the bees and, you know, I wasn't doing all of this. Uh, that was the, 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 the most struggling time for me was to accept the fact that society didn't really accept my music because i was too will smithish you know um i don't care what anyone says will smith is the man dude yes. like come on like oh my god dude like, look you and, and this is what i used to explain to people i said look i said there was a time when ice cube <coughs> Ice-T, 
all of these rappers used to diss uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. They used to diss Will Smith. And they used to say it publicly because they said mm. he was soft and he was a sellout to, you know, to the industry. But now you look at them. Look at Ice-T. Hey, that's true. Look at look at Ice Cube. Ice Cube, he's a producer. Yeah. He's doing his own movies. All of these guys that used to criticize him for doing what he's doing, they all doing it now. Yep. So I always say that. So who's soft people. now? I said, Will, the last <laughs> I heard, he was making twenty million a movie. Ain't none of them making mm. that. I said, if anything, yep. Will was smart. That's what he was. Yep. He was smart and he stayed true to who he was. And that's was the struggle. That was the hardest thing for me. To stay true to making clean music, that was tough because it wasn't being accepted. But throughout the whole thing, I stayed true to it. And ultimately, I didn't succeed. But I didn't change who I was. You know, you can't go out mm. there and find a lot of songs with me cursing in it. You can't find it. It's just not out there, you know, because I yeah. stayed true to who I was. And even though I knew it wasn't selling, I mean, my fan base... But the people that did like it was from five years old all the way up to 55. I never forget. They love my music, but that's not the demographics that's going to go out there and buy it. You see what I'm saying? Right. They're not going to yeah, yeah. buy that music. So, so um, you know, it just didn't hit with people. It just didn't hit. And I and I and that was hard for me, even though I was opening up for like, legends like krs1 from back in the day you know i was opening up for legends wow. man and and uh it didn't matter though um because when i came up they was like well he don't curse <laughs> <laughs> you know dude what did i say earlier good music is good music right period right like, you know like like i hate i hate how people are like Nah, it's it's cool, but yeah, you gotta drop the f bomb. Yeah, it's like no, you don't, yeah, dude. Like exactly. I don't know. Yeah, it it, it it like irks me. Like, uh, you know. Well, unfortunately, it's like you're, you're turning down good music because you have this like standard or something. It's like, dude, you're you you know you enjoy it. Stop pretending like you don't. Yes, you know. Yes, completely agree. <laughs> completely agree. Because they they love my music. One song that I had called "Speak My Language." That was one of the songs that I feel that could be released today and people would still mm -hmm. like it. it uh, speak yeah. my language. I never released that song, but it's a song that I, and another one called Cali folks, Cali folks, uh, which is on my website and speak my language. Those two songs uh, to this day, like I put Cali folks on my web, my, my, my personal page probably about what, two, three weeks ago. And uh, mm -hmm. people don't realize that song is over a decade old. And they're all saying, wow, man, I like that song. <laughs> they all loving the song because it's like a West Coast Cali. It's almost like a it's like a, a, a Will Smith uh, summertime song, you know, like uh, summer, summertime. That song, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, 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 it, yeah, it doesn't yeah. say that, but it's got that vibe to it. And but what I talk yeah. about in the song is talking about the beach and just California in general and barbecuing and all of that. So it's got that vibe to it. So people just kind of feeling it. They're like, man, that's it's a cool song, man. And I I've never released a song, though. Like, I really believe that if I release these songs, that a lot of people would like them. And especially if I did a music video. And that's what I've been considering. I've been actually considering doing a music video with these songs just do it. that are over 10 just years old and nobody's ever heard. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't consider, dude. Just do it. What do you got to lose? I know, you know? right? Like, <laughs> That's what I'm you thinking. Might, you might as well.
<laughs> you're right. No, you're exactly right. So yeah, you know, if anything, if anything, um, the people that follow you now will appreciate that, and they'll share that to new people. You're right. That'll hear it. You know what I'm saying? Because nowadays, I mean, yeah, there's a there's like a small group out there that's still, you know. They're stuck in the 80s and the 90s. No, it's got to be like this. And you got to you got to swear in your, your rap record. Right. You know what I mean? Like or even in like metal and rock. It's the same thing. You got you're, you ain't rock if you don't wear like makeup. It's like, dude, we're in 2020. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, like <laughs> there's a reason why genres change. I mean, if you're going to do be theatrical, by all means, do right. it. I mean, I do. Right. You know, but <clears throat> I mean, your fans. Mm -hmm. And 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 even everyone listening now, I mean, they're all gonna like it. I mean, I mean, if you guys don't like it, you're lying to yourselves. Right. So I'm just telling you now, it's <laughs> right. good music, you know. Yeah. And I and I'm brutally honest. Like, if I think your stuff sucks, I'll tell you, like, right. hey man, it sucks, you know. <laughs> but it it doesn't, you know. And I I mean, I, dude, you know what? I think they'll like it. You should just don't let don't don't let good stuff collect. Yeah, I, I I definitely. I mean, I I think all of that will change. Once I get my camera equipment, because uh, like I said, now um, the guy that shot all of my other th three music videos, I actually reached out to him to to shoot this 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 music video. I reached out to him about two months ago, but mm -hmm. um, you know, unbeknownst to him, <laughs> he said something that inspired me. And what he said to me was. Uh, you know, we we used to we we kind of had some conflict sometimes because he's not used to working with somebody that has their own ideas and is creative, and I don't need really any input on what I've envisioned. He's not used right. to that. Uh, me being my own director, producer, and even down to editing, so we kind of used to bump heads here and there. But uh, in this conversation, um, you know, uh, he said to me. He was trying to explain something to me because I had went and I had purchased some, what do they call H, H, they're not HD filters, H something filters for the cameras. What are they called? H something filters. Uh, I wouldn't know. I'm, I'm audio. Yeah, that's right. You're audio. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. Called, but uh, I have bought these filters for my drone because I have some drone shots that I want to do over uh, over flower field. Uh, with a with a lady that's going to be dressed in all white, and she's going to have these wings. I bought these wings that cost four hundred dollars. They're 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 some white wings because I you know I, I like to because I feel like even if the shot if even if you're doing a music video, it's like movies. They have the props for the movies. You know what I mean? And if you yeah if you don't have everything that kind of brings that image to life, then it's it it defeats the purpose. So right. I ordered these wings from Russia. <laughs> and they were over $400 and they're huge, these Dang. huge white wings because the name of the song is called My Little Angel. So that's one of the mm -hmm. themes that go I'm going to have in there. Um, and uh, so anyway, I was talking to him about all the stuff that I'm doing to make this an outstanding music video, you know, because the other music video reached 2 million views. And I had told him from the beginning, I said, dude, I said, my videos are going to be better than any videos that you've done. I told him that, you know, um, but I think what upset him is the fact that he can't take credit for him. He can't, he can't say that because oh, he's the videographer. So all he did was shoot him. So he can't say that he directed him, he produced him, he edited him. I gave him the edit credits, even though I told him how to edit it. I gave him those credits. Uh, right. But um, uh, I think that you know that that kind of bothered him in a way. 
But anyhow, the comment that he made to me was, um, I was telling him about the, the filters that I had purchased for the drone. And he said, uh, well, you know, you don't need to go all out like that, you know. Uh, and I was like, well, no, he said, you're going overboard, I think is the word that he used. And I said, well, I said, the way I look at it is when I researched it, it pretty much says that you could do better color grading on the aerial footage if I were to get these filters so we can get a better, we can get better footage, you know. Uh, I said, and that's why I purchased them. And then he starts rattling on and talking about all of this video stuff. And he makes a comment that really stuck with me. He said, well, you know, it's kind of hard to explain to people that don't really understand how video works. <laughs> and and that's something you don't say uh, to somebody uh, like me. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Because I'm a that's... jack of all trades. I, I'm, I literally yeah. am. I can yeah. do just about anything I want to do. And I've proven mm -hmm. it to myself. Um, when even when it comes to computers, whatever it is, building stuff, cars, I can do just about anything I want. And when he said that to me, he don't know that that resonated with me. That that's something that people don't typically. Well, he will now. Right? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> he has no idea that that comment that he made to me was like, dude, you don't say that to me because I'll just prove you prove you wrong. I've done that all my life, you know. So, yeah. Uh, at that point, I started debating on whether or not I wanted to shoot my own music video. And so, like I said, I got my, I, bought, I have a stabilizer. I have my, my, uh, my crane that I bought. I bought a crane, a, a camera a crane. Um, I got the drone, of course. Um, and I'll be getting the camera next week. And then I got lighting and, and, and I'm buying all of these props. I even bought, I bought props. I went, drove up to, I rented a, a U-Haul. And, um, you know, I have a scene that I want to do in a music video that's going to be because I consider myself an educator to the public. And it's right. a little different the way I present myself. Uh, when I say an educator, it's because I speak to people through music. That's how I speak to them. I'm educating them through my music, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. So I have a scene where I'm going to be in a class setting. So I had to drive up to uh, Corona. I rented a van and I drove up to Corona and I bought some desks some desks that the children have when they're in class i bought wow yeah, yeah I, went, I drove up there and i bought desks and i brought them back down here and right now they're kind of stored away and um i have another scene that i'm going to be doing because you know um you when you when you have a child on the spectrum you take them to their their, their therapist you take them to the doctors a lot so i have a scene in there where you know i'm going to have a, a patient bed with the father in the bed so i'm actually renting i'm going to rent a bed there's a company that actually rents those beds those those um hospital beds they rent them right so i'm going to rent a yeah. bed then i've already i have the the, the stethoscope that i have and i have the i have the i bought the uh the doctor's jacket because there's going to be a doctor mm. playing a role in it. So this now, now this is what I for people that that have autism, you know, I want them to all understand this is my money that I'm spending on this. This this is my personal money that I've made from driving buses that I'm that I'm spending mm. on this. And this is because I want to continue <clears throat> making a difference. I don't have right, to do yeah. this. But because I want to make a difference and continue what I've started, this makes me feel good to invest into this stuff and know that I'm going to be able to continue what I've started. And this time I'll be able to take more credit for the music video and my creativity, because this is how mm -hmm. I got noticed by ESPN 
was through my music, you know. So right. when I start to show my creativity, because as a as a um, a product developer, I mean, like I said, I have ideas that people look at and say, wow, I can't believe you came up with that. Like they're pretty amazed by it, you know, but but this is just the creativity that I have. So for me to be able to put it into a music video and take full credit for it, that means a lot to me, especially letting the autism community know that I did this for them and I didn't ask anyone for anything. This is my yeah. project that I'm paying for because I want to continue to make a difference for you guys, you know? And, um, and, and it's going to inspire everybody because, you know, I mean, you, you and I definitely know this and a lot of other individuals that are in the field know this, that they feel like they're alone and they can't achieve things, right. you know? Right. And so, and they feel like they can't do things by themselves and, you know, they struggle learning. And the fact that you're, I, you're literally doing it on your own because someone told you you, you couldn't in a, in, a, in a way, right? You know what much. I mean? And you're like, oh, really? <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? And and it and it speaks like mountains of 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 value because that's how the community feels. You know, like they 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 they, they all feel like that. You know, they like yeah, I can't amount to anything. And then when when individuals that show them like ah, you know, you can, right. <laughs> you know, and right. oh yeah, you're right, and you're doing exactly that, and you're showing them that, and you're showing them that, dude, if you want to do it, do Just it. Just do it. <laughs> you know, there's and if you physically can't because you're a paraplegic or whatever, there's ways around. Yes. That. You know there's what I'm ways. saying? Yep. Yeah. You know, it's 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 the, yeah. You you know, well, who was it that said? You know, the the the, the biggest the word you're you you are your own worst yes. enemy. If you don't biggest if critic you don't, and all of the above. Yeah, you're the biggest critic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so yeah, dude, that's that's amazing. Yeah. Like you got to do it yourself and. And, and, and that's how you get your vision completed, you know? And then if you do run into a spot where you just like, I don't know how I can achieve this or I don't know how to get to this visual or this audio or whatever, then you ask someone and they show you yeah. or they, they, they do it for you and say, watch how I do it. So you don't call me again. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know something? It's interesting that you say that because a lot of people always ask me because, see, I put a lot of the stuff that I do on Facebook. And, you know, I get messages from people. They just they're just really amazed. They're like, dude, how do you how, how do you know how to do all of this stuff? They always ask me because it's just so many things that I do and I'll put it on Facebook, whether it's whether it's changing the inside of a computer to 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 breaking down my engine and, and they always ask me how do you know it and i tell them i say you know what i i don't like asking people to do stuff for me because in the past when i've asked people to do stuff for me or to show me how to do something or fix something for me um the chances of them actually doing it has been very slim so what I decided right. to do was to go to YouTube University. That's what I tell everybody. <laughs> I, tell them, hey, yeah. I tell them, I said, I go to YouTube University and I can learn how to do anything. And I've been successful that's the at truth. it. Yep. No? That's the truth. YouTube, so, YouTube is our new, uh, our new teacher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it works great, man. Works great. Wow, that's incredible, dude. You know, I I gotta thank you for doing this, man. Um, 
I haven't. I have. It's been a while since I've I've restarted the podcast. You know, it's and and I'm, I, I you know I, I I told I told producer Deanna I was like I got to restart it, right, and right. I've been slowly getting back into it, and and I moved in here, and I was like I, I'm doing it, and I'm I'm happy I'm happy you're on here, dude. It's been an honor having you on Thanks, here, man. Um, I I'd love to have you again. You're more than welcome to come back. You can even crash any interview. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's, uh, well, maybe, you're just, you're just maybe amazing, we can schedule dude. something to come back once I, you know, start start my campaign for the new album. I mean, the new single and all of that. You know, maybe I can come Absolutely. back and start discussing that. Yeah, yeah, and then however, however we can help, you know, um, however we can help to promote, you mm-hmm. know, just even by just you know tagging you and stuff, and for sure, and uh, you know what, um, one of my one of my students. I actually hired her for for the podcast. She, once she graduates, she's going to be working part time. Well, I'm sure she is working part time with me, but she blogs. She's a blogger on my website. Okay. Um, I'm going to have her do an interview on you if you don't mind. Oh, don't mind at all. I'm always willing to talk. I actually, <laughs> I actually interviewed her last night. Uh, oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, she was on the podcast, and, and it was my second attempt with her because the first time. I tried to Facebook live it, and Facebook destroyed my everything. It knows the Zoom didn't work. My DOS didn't record anything. Facebook had like a weird echo. People were like, "We can't hear you," and we we're on live. Oh wow! And the whole the whole interview was just it was botched. Oh, so wow. I I this was last week, and I told her like, "Hey, let's do it on Monday." She's like, "Okay," and. It, I, I honestly I didn't write it down and I slipped my mind and I was in here and I was like I'm supposed to do something I'm like oh my god Christy I'm like hey do you want to do it now she's like yeah let's do it and I'm like I'm so sorry dude like Mondays are crazy because of my daughter and she's like no that's cool and we did it last night and uh, I just sent it to my editor to edit the video okay. cool. cool so we're cool. gonna we're gonna put that up so yeah I'll let her know and then I'll, I'll, I'll hook you guys up so she can do a blog on you yeah and then um, that would be awesome dude Thanks again, man. Uh, is there anything else you want to tell anyone? You want to share any media for them to follow? I mean, um, everything we're going to be advertising for you anyway. So, Well, I think uh, most importantly, uh, if you Google V Meadows, which is spelled V-E-E-M-E-A-D-O-W-S, uh, just about everything pops up. Um, um, I like people to follow me uh, on my personal page. Um, mm-hmm. They can send me a friend request if they want, but um, I always try to let people know ahead of time that um, I have rules for my personal Facebook account, and it's kind of weird because, you know, people are not used to rules, but I have rules <laughs> on, on my true. Facebook account. Uh, I don't allow any profane true. language. I don't allow any uh, <clears throat> debates uh, going back and forth between friends on my account. Uh, there's no arguing. Yeah. There's no disrespecting. Um, and it's amazing because no one ever does it. <laughs> you know, that's they, good. they respect good. my Facebook account, you know, so... Uh, if you Google it, you can pretty much follow me on, on my, uh, either follow me or send me a friend request. Uh, as long as you abide by my rules, I don't, I don't have a problem. Um, um, I do have some people that are on the spectrum that sometimes will say things, um, or do things that other people don't understand, but I understand because, you know, but you know, as long as I understand what's going on, sometimes I'll send them a private message, letting them know, um, you know, because I have one that uh, that's on the spectrum, and she always put a, a laughing, the little laughing mojo. She yeah. puts the little laughing mojo on everything. 
So it doesn't matter if it's sad uh, or anything awful. Yeah. She'll she'll always put that on there, and I'll get my 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 fans will start attacking her. You know, they'll start what? they'll start attacking uh, yeah. her because they don't understand. So then I have to send yeah. a private message explaining it to him, you know, that she's on the spectrum yeah. and this is just the way she expresses herself. You know, this is the way this is the emoji that she chooses and she doesn't put anything else, <laughs> you know, well, she yeah. only has two. She has the mad one and she has the laughing <laughs> one. <laughs> She'll let you know. When I she's think mad, every you know? I think everybody has yeah. the bad one. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so they can they can follow me on, on my personal page. They can also hit me up. Uh, and follow me on my business page, which is uh, Versatile Speaks for Us. Uh, so it's at mm-hmm. Versatile Speaks for Us, which is V uh, R S A T Y L, and then the number four, then the word speaks, which with an S, and then uh, well, I'm sorry, yeah, Versatile Speaks, then the number four, and then us U S. So Versatile <coughs> Speaks for Us uh, at on Facebook. And uh, I think I, I also have a page under V Versatile Meadows. Uh, so I have uh, two pages that I have that they could follow me on. I'm also on I'm on um, YouTube as well. I'm not on there mm. a lot, but I have a YouTube channel, which is under V Meadows. Um, mm. And then I also have a Twitter account under Versatile. And uh, I have an Instagram account under Versatile Speaks for Us, just as I do for um, Facebook. So those are the social media sites that people can follow me on. Cool. Cool. And then, like I mentioned before, guys, you can check out his website as well. uh, VCounterfitwear.com. And it's V-C-O-N-T-A-F-I-T-W-E-A-R.com. Well, you said you guys are watching. It's V-C-O-U-N. Oh, my bad. You're right. You're right. V-C-O-U-N-T-A. Yeah, I need glasses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you guys are listening, uh, you can type that in. Uh, if you're watching, you can just go to the links that we're going to have. Or you can go to timeendsradio.com, and it's all going to be on there uh, in a couple days. Well, if you're watching it now, it's on there now. But, <laughs> um, Dude, thanks so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Um, I, I, I'm I'm excited to hear the new, the new stuff, and... Uh, and I'm looking forward to having you back on the show when uh, you update us on what happened. <laughs> uh, all right, definitely. I'll be back, man. So uh, in the new year sometime, we'll we'll hook something up. And I really appreciate you having me on. It's been a great talk. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. And that's what we have today, guys. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>